Hey, Justin here. Uh, you are now listening to part two of a split episode. If you haven't checked out part one yet, please go do so before entering into this episode. And if you already have, thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. So uh, before we get to the moral of the story, uh, and plus I think this would kind of fall into uh, um, entertainment value, is we're going to kind of skim over uh, characters from the movie, tell uh, what we thought of them. Um, we've already talked about, a little bit briefly about Ray, Paul, and Finn. So I think uh, the best uh, character to bring up now is uh, Lando's role in this. Um, what, what did you think of uh, Lando Calrissian's role? He was definitely an underused. I mean, he was not a, a, even a significant side character. Mm-hmm. I loved the introduction of him. The first time we saw him was great. And I thought it was like, oh, it just felt like Lando. And like, you know, mm-hmm. here he is. And the way he was talking and interacting. And it was great. And then the rest of the movie, I feel like every time he was on the screen, he was just Kind of like an old man, just kind of like having a good old time, like, you know, revisiting the old days. There wasn't really a lot of, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't get a lot of, you know, feels for that. It was like, oh, there's Lando, you know, laughing, flying the Millennium Falcon until that ending scene, which it seems like is trying to set the table for some kind of storyline between him and Jana, which was very, very brief. So I felt like his 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 return was just very light and mm-hmm. minimal, but it was fine. Yeah, I, I kind of would have to agree with you on that. Um, I did I did like the intro as as you did. Um, then the rest of it was kind of like, well, what do we, what else do we do with them? And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and like yeah, whenever he was on screen, it was kind of more of a message of saying. Hey, I'm still. Hey, I'm still here. <laughs> and uh, and uh, sad that everyone else is gone, but uh, hey, I've still still got it. <laughs> right. It was. It was. It was a. It was a very much of a cameo kind of a feel mm-hmm. most of the time. It didn't feel like he was part of the story too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, though I did. I did kind of. There was like one short little scene, like where he's like looking around in the cockpit of a Falcon. Or, or the door of. I uh, know I did kind of wish that they uh, kind of had a little bit more of a moment with him in the ship mm-hmm. instead of just uh, shoehorning it into the heroic uh, before battle speech. But oh. yeah, it was fine. Mm-hmm. So all right, what did what did you think of uh, Rose Tico's role in this? Um, personally, I thought it was. I do agree with a lot of people on this on the internet that it was. A bit underused, actually very underused. Um, but I don't think there's anything too positive or too negative to say about it. She, she, she was just there. I, I, I don't even feel like it was like a cameo role. It, it felt like an action, like an extras uh, role that she was kind of put in. I feel like they they did nothing to kind of... It, that was one particular character and storyline that they just... I feel like they just... They were like... They just hacked it off. Like, Last Jedi ended with their... This, was, was there, like, the whole... Like, a major storyline of The Last Jedi was mm-hmm. the Ray Rose... Or the Finn and Rose storyline. 
And then I feel like in Rise of Skywalker, they just they just like cut it off. It's just it was just mm-hmm. it just they ended that storyline and just in a very awkward way kept her in the story. And I feel like it was almost like I felt like they should have either just not had her in the movie at all or do something more than what they did. It mm-hmm. felt very like, well, we can't completely cut her out, but we know that she's not super popular as a character. So we have to give her something, but we're not going to give her too much. And that's how it came across. Mm-hmm. It came across as like, if I was, if I was, you know, the actress, I would be like, I would feel like I was, you know, kind of like, mm-hmm. well, we got to put you in the movie, but we really can't give you much. And like that, I felt, I felt bad for her personally. Yeah. And I just didn't think that the character did anything. I had nothing, no, no feeling for the character at all in this movie yeah i agree i mean like for at first like going into this movie i thought maybe they might kill her off and then like kind of have her have a like impact on the fandom in a certain way but not not even that it was pretty weak i mean don't 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 get me wrong people i don't hate rose i actually i actually thought that she did a pretty good job at like acting in the last jedi and in the Rise of Skywalker, though we don't really get to see her that much in this. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah. From a character and storytelling perspective, they mishandled that character in this movie, in my opinion. They they, they did a poor job of keeping that character in the storyline, and it was just felt very after like an afterthought. Like you know, mm-hmm. well, make sure we get that scene with Rose in, so that we can have it a scene with Rose in it, so that we don't completely write her out of the story. You could have thrown those scenes all out, and it would have been fine. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's not a criticism of the actress. Yeah, I agree. It's just it's like I felt bad for her as a, as a person. I would have been like that was kind of kind of rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, let's let's talk about the new characters that they introduced. Um, Zori, Zori Bliss. Zori Bliss. Um, interesting character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I do wish that. He would have had more to do as well, and uh, I, I, I felt like they, it would have been cool if she did kind of become a part of the group, uh, just as Rose Tico did in The Last Jedi. Um, but I feel like for like every st- scene that she was in, she was really good. Um, but again, I feel like this movie d- was more focused on Kylo Ren and Rey. And, like, even Paul and Finn kind of had, like, uh, I feel like lost potential. And I do feel that uh, Zori Bliss had that as well. Um, they're good characters, but they don't really have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Zori Bliss for me <clears throat> was, I mean, obviously a character that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. She pops into this movie um, and we're given a, like, you know, 30-second explanation of, her connection to Poe, who for the first time we find out was kind of like, a, I guess, a, a Han Solo type character before mm-hmm. he joined the Resistance, but we never heard that before and never saw that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just talked about and then, you know, and so I feel like the character it's herself was interesting, like interesting to look at, you know, interesting, you know, mask and like visually interesting and mm-hmm. and, and the dynamic, like the the moment, the times that she was in the movie were like, you know, entertaining interplay between the characters, but mm-hmm. not a whole lot of like, you know, it's just like, well, she was there and then she was gone and then she shows up at the end. Oh, I'm with you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was, 
you know, I mean, it was great. I mean, to me, the fa my favorite thing about Zori Bliss is that she introduced us to, uh, um, what's his name? Bob, Bob Frick. Frick. <laughs> like, yeah. that's my favorite thing about Zori <laughs> is that she was friends with Babu Frick and we got to meet Babu Frick. So, but yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. And I thought that, you know, it was funny, like the, the little little jokes about Poe wanting to kiss her and how she kept turning it down. It was, mm -hmm. it was humorous. But. And, then, and then that does like lead right into our next character, which is Bobby Frick, which he doesn't, like, he is important to the story, but dude, if he didn't, if he didn't exist, then I don't think it would hurt the movie in any way, but by golly, was he and everything about that character was just perfect in my opinion like mm -hmm. he was a perfect example of like that's a like you know there's nothing deep or you know something big you know he was just visually just i don't know cute funny to look at like mm -hmm. what is that like a little it's like a size of a small baby with like a weird old animal face and yeah and like just the way he talked was hilarious mm -hmm. um and you know it was just it was unique and it was yeah I, that was a, that was probably honestly that was probably the most well done side character in the movie mm -hmm. you know i enjoyed that immensely it was very perfect like comic relief kind of like you know um yeah i think it was right up there with like baby yoda just like in terms of like the the Mm -hmm. cuteness factor and the, just the way he talked it was great i love that that little that <laughs> dude i still i still can't believe like he has like almost out of all the characters i think he has like the smallest amount of lines that are in english uh right right right, right. still i like that i thought that was great all righty that leads us into uh, another uh our last uh new character Oh, I, actually, I think we yeah we can cover the other one that just popped up in my head. But um, uh, what did you think of uh, Jana? Jana? Yeah. Um, I liked her. I think I think I liked her more than Zori. Mm. I think she was better uh, as a like. I feel like she fit into the story more. Like the whole idea that she was a uh, you know defecting stormtrooper like Finn was and mm -hmm. that there was this you know common bond between her and Finn I thought that was more effective than Poe and Zori's connection I liked that she you know got right into the like battle with them and 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 was pretty coherently a part of the movie from the moment that she was in it that she was introduced mm -hmm. I thought the performance was good um I like that it gave us like I would I would want like, I, I don't really care too much if they would continue Zori Bliss and Poe in a storyline. That doesn't grab me as much mm -hmm. as the idea of, like, like the idea of a Finn, Lando, Janna storyline of some kind like that. Mm -hmm. Very intriguing to me. Like, I feel like that has potential. So I really enjoyed her character um, as far as side characters go. I think that was the strongest one for me. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, I, I do like the character. Um, though I do feel like she was introduced, like, a little bit late into the story, though. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like what you said, I think she does have a lot of potential. And I don't know if that makes me frustrated that they're not continuing the story or that um, um, just I thought, again, it was, she was good for uh, she was a good uh, 
character that Finn could uh, work off of. And I think that overall, as we're talking about this, I do feel like there was, I, I don't know that we needed, you know, we got Zori, Janna, Babu Frick, and he wasn't really a strong character presence. Dio, which I'm guessing we would talk about next. I don't know that we needed a new droid. That, yeah, I, I agree. Did we need a new droid? Did we need, a, did we need you know, um, these new characters to be introduced in the last chapter of the Skywalker saga? I mean, like, if you look at it in the largest context, you know, introducing three or four new characters at the end of a nine-movie saga mm-hmm. seemed a little unnecessary, but I'm sure they have a plan for that, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that was uh, going to be like one of my uh, characters I was going to touch on next was Dio. Yeah. Which I thought was, didn't really need to be there. No. I mean, he he got he got chuckles out of me, but overall still it was like, not, not really, not really a character that I would put on my uh, top favorites or not, I wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't say like intentionally on a top 10 worst maybe by default for just being there but other than that i don't i don't know i i, I, I definitely feel like i definitely saw the price tag on him as it was rolling around i feel like he, he so. was just in the movie so that jj abrams could do his voice or something oh yeah uh-huh. and and to me like i'm like really you introduced dio and kind of left r2 out of the story yeah, what? that was like, first of all, we already got BB-8 and I'm fine with BB-8 and we could have got more of BB-8. Mm-hmm. Dio was just, I just felt like it was like, I don't know why. I, from a, purely from like the, the, the perspective of like visually and like, like mm-hmm. Dio was entertaining to right. me, like just on its face, but totally irrelevant to the story. I mm-hmm. know, and it just was just the sidekick droid. You know, and it was like, I'd rather in the last of the Skywalker saga movies get a little more R2 and no new droids, but mm-hmm. that's, I'm not there to make the movie. And plus, like, they did make him relative uh, in a way. Okay, let me rephrase that. They, and I, I'm kind of frustrated that they didn't make him relevant at the last minute. Uh, him being uh, OG's. Uh, a droid and him having information on Exegol kind of felt a little bit forced to me, but oh well. Yeah, he was just a little. Uh, um, yeah, the last character I wanted to touch on was uh, uh, General General Pride, I think. Oh, Pride. Yeah. The guy from the, the First Order. Yes. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Huh. <laughs> I, I I felt like he kind of got. Slapped with the uh, title of being uh, a main protagonist at the very last minute. Yeah. Like after uh, Kyle runs a redemption, I was like, okay, who do we make the bad guy now? Well, Emperor's sit kind of hooked up, so he's not going to be going anywhere. So uh, I guess, and plus, uh, they killed Hawks. Um, yeah. Which I, I did I did kinda I did kinda like that reveal that he was the spy to the first order because as far as the sequel trilogy goes, I didn't really too much care for Hawks like at all. Yeah. 
but I did, I did kind of, it, it was a huge surprise for me anyway. But at the same time, I was like, okay, it's not too far-fetched for what his character would do. Um, being, a, being a spy or a traitor, you mean? Right. Right. I mean, I don't think he would intentionally betray the First Order. He just wants Kylo gone. Right. He he does not he's like Kylo Ren. <laughs> and, uh, and maybe he's just doing it so he could turn around and then hope he gets to the position of power. And then he runs the First Order. I don't know. But it didn't seem to be his motivation. I didn't get the sense that he was doing what he was doing as like a power move for himself, mm-hmm. as much as it was to see Kylo go down. Mm-hmm. Um, my overall problem with Hux was that, first of all, I mean, Domhnall Gleeson is a very, very talented actor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the first movie, he was supposed to be a very... Like, very bad, very menacing, very evil character. And then they turned him into kind of a goofball. Like, he mm-hmm. kind of became like a like a joke. Like, and, and I never took the character seriously after, after that. Like, even, like, all the way back to Last Jedi, the whole, you know, all right, I'll hold, like, how he was part of that joke. And then, like, mm-hmm. you know, how he was just kind of, like, you know, and then Snoke was just, like, you know, slamming him down to the ground. And then, like, his character just never really... I feel like it was just... I, I didn't really understand what they were trying to do with that character. Pride, on the other hand, was very interesting to me. I mean, I, I feel like there was some shades of Grand Moff Tarkin there, just like with mm-hmm. the way he would just look really serious and mean and nasty and have a really short fuse. And like, mm-hmm. like this guy is, is a killer. Like He doesn't care about anyone. Like He's just ruthless. And he could bring that to a scene without even saying anything, mm-hmm. you know. And the way he kills off Hux so abruptly, um, and the way he talks to the Emperor, you know, very like you know. Mm-hmm. But again, so little screen time, no backstory. He just, oh, I'm almost like he was like we're just supposed to just understand that he was kind of like the Emperor's inside guy from the old days, who was like lurking around in the First Order. Mm-hmm. But, but when he was on the screen, he was yeah he, yeah he looked like old school empire, you know, old school emperor, you know, you know, it was funny. But yeah, and and like just a little nod, I thought I did like how like he always kind of had like whenever there was a problem, he always had like one solution, like a couple solutions up ahead. Uh, I, I don't think we've really seen that too much in a villain as far as the sequel trilogy to Star Wars. Yeah. Usually they, they just go like right off the gate with the plan one and then after it fails they go like, okay, now what? Uh, okay, okay. Uh, oh, this. Um, we never had somebody that was so well calculated. Well, um, he was like, also the like, last... clearly he had been, he was, uh, of all the people who were in the First Order that we saw, he... Mm-hmm. He was clearly like had inside, you know. He knew what the emperor was up to, and he was, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more informed. Yeah, a lot of side characters. This conversation is making me realize we've yeah, we got we, a lot we, of new side characters all at once, and it isn't my favorite thing about the movie. I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that's been kind of brought to my attention too. I mean, mm-hmm. 
Um, like he, now it kind of made me like think of uh, like past Star Wars movies as far as like third chapters in their trilogies, and they very much have few uh, new characters brought in, uh, like yeah. Grievous from the prequels. Um, like he he uh, probably had. Maybe as much screen time, or actually slightly a little bit more screen time than some of the characters in here. Yeah, I felt like it didn't really hurt the story, though. And this is character. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then uh, Akbar in uh, Return of the Jedi, or Jabba, they, they had little screen time, but they really didn't feel wasted. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So, uh, last, basically, the last thing that we're going to be talking about is moral, if there is one, which perseverance, I guess. I think that or, the, the the question well, that I think comes to my mind when it comes to like what is the moral of the story or what is the mm-hmm. the life lesson or what is the revolves to me mostly around Ray, like you know, first we get Ray in Force Awakens, we don't know who she is. And we're intentionally left completely in the dark. Mm-hmm. But we get very, we feel sympathy for her as a person who was abandoned and so forth. And then you have uh, her, you know, experience in Last Jedi of you're nobody, your parents were, you know, filthy drunks. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and which I personally really liked that as a story arc. It was a, effective break from the idea that you know if you're not a skywalker if you ain't a skywalker you ain't much right? it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, and i liked that i liked where that was going i liked the potential of that storyline and i think that the, the the things that i've heard discussed thoughtfully around a moral of the story revolve around ray like so ray first she's nobody and that can be a very powerful moral to the story but then she's the granddaughter of Palpatine, which is like, you know, the offspring of Satan. Mm-hmm. And then she has to choose to not be evil. And she chooses to be a Skywalker, right? Mm-hmm. And I heard a lot of people talk about that. Like, what would have been more effective as a moral to the story? Would it have been she overcomes her feelings that she's nobody? Or would it be, was it more effective to make her choose between being a Palpatine and a Skywalker, right? Like, mm. and that's the point of the last scene, I guess. It's like, she has to choose and she says, well, I'm not just Ray. I guess I'm Ray Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Which, when I was watching the movie, I, I think I liked that scene. I thought it was, I thought it was poignant and it was a fitting end to the Skywalker saga for her to say, hey, you know, but, I think the moral of the story got a little muddied because of that, that change in storyline. You know, there's nothing really that I'm aware of that indicated prior to Rise of Skywalker that she was a Palpatine. Not really. I mean, there were like minor fan theories on like the way she fought, but that that's like even that was kind of like oh, is there okay. a stretch? Yeah, that's kind of a bit of a stretch, but. Um, Plus, like, uh, before, 
the part where I said perseverance before, I thought that was like more towards uh, Finn and Poe, but again, perseverance is definitely something that Star Wars has done before. But in plus, in plus redemption, that's been on Kylo's end. Yeah, that has been done before. Mm-hmm. But I did kind of like the new spin that they did to it. If you remember in uh, the Force Awakens, Han asks Leia if Luke can't reach him, how can I? And then she's like, Luke's a Jedi. You're his father. Mm-hmm. And then seeing that it's ultimately his father that brings him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, like basically the big nail in the coffin to bring him back was very very huge and to me anyway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it made it felt like it made Han's solo sacrifice not in vain in Force Awakens mm-hmm. and, I, and I really liked how they played with that I did too and it, it was, it's funny that we've gotten this far in the conversation and not talked about the scene between Han and, and Kylo because when that happened in the movie the first time I saw it, like it it was powerful. Mm-hmm. I did not expect to see Harrison Ford back. I did not expect to see Han come back. And that moment and the way they handled that moment, I thought Harrison Ford was amazing in that scene. I thought he played mm-hmm. Han in a way that was just perfect. Um, and it, it gave him a... a powerful finish to his storyline even though it wasn't technically him I guess it, right but but and and the way that they used the same lines and they had that double meaning just like they did in the, in force awakens you know like I know I know what I need to do mm-hmm. and and when you watch that you're not sure what he you're not sure if he means I know what I need to do as in break away from Snoke or I know what I need to do is in terms of killing my dad mm-hmm. and then in the same scene in for rise of Skywalker you have same lines and it's all the same double meaning but then he's this time he means i know i need to you know shake off the influence of snoke and palpatine and that was a powerful i think you know moment but like you said i mean it's it's not a new theme you know the redemption Mm -hmm. theme in star wars is is strong and has been there before um i thought it worked Mm-hmm. And I, I, I very much enjoyed that turn for his character, and I liked when he came back into the story at the end, like, and 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 you know, made things right, um, and sacrificed was was good. It was, mm-hmm. it was a good, powerful thing. I do still feel like we never really got to know Kylo, though. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Ben, Kylo, back to Ben. I feel like we just got. I'm I'm mean, nasty Kylo, and then I'm Ben for a little while, and I die. And I guess the comic is supposed to flesh some of that out. We got a little bit of it in Last Jedi, but mm-hmm. uh, that's always been a problem of, that I've had. Is, is that. But I feel like the Ray thing was the more the, 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 the crux of the moral of the story. Right? It's like here's this person who, whether you follow the I'm nobody storyline or the Palpatine thing, you know. Mm-hmm. She has to ultimately decide for herself. Right, who's she going to be? Who is she? Mm-hmm. You know, and she, she's a Jedi, and she's a Skywalker in 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 spirit, but right? in, mm-hmm. in in her, yeah, yeah. And th- that's another thing that like either people really like that idea or it, it really ticks people off. For me, it 
like th this was a very special moment because um, for those of you who don't know, I am adopted. So I do have another name in blood, but ultimately um, I am, I have my adoptive parents' last name. Right. So again, I feel, and like both of them had made a tremendous impact on my life. And ultimately I am still Justin. Like I could have any other last name that I want, but um, you're still you and you can't, and like nothing can take that away. Mm -hmm. And I really like that Ray embraces a bit of that. So, mm -hmm. And I think that's what they, what, what they did effectively was, even though we didn't get the Palpatine dilemma until the last movie, mm -hmm. it still was effective. I, I felt like there was an effective, you know, I mean, I think that the, that the, the way that they, they developed that, like, you know, when she accidentally forced lightning to the ship, mm -hmm. um, and then she, you know, has that, you know, these experiences that, that make her realize, like, oh, like, I got Palpatine blood and tendencies, you know, mm -hmm. um, reminded me very much of Harry Potter and, and the, that storyline of like, you know, there's a little piece of Voldemort in Harry and he mm -hmm. has to make a choice that he's not, that doesn't determine who he is. Um, and I like that storyline and it, it, either way, whether they would have continued her as a nobody mm -hmm. or as someone with, the, you know, an identity crisis as it relates to their parentage and last name, either way. I like Ray, mm -hmm. I, and I and I'm, I'm very I, I I'm a fan of Ray. I, I I'm cheering on her for her, and and I'm sympathetic to her as a person, as a character, regardless. Um, and and I thought that the ending, you know, was it was very satisfying. You know, that being at the homestead, seeing Luke and Leia, uh, calling herself a Skywalker. Some people really didn't like it. I thought it was fine. Mm -hmm. I, I really, I really got the impression that she was going to move in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some people didn't think that was the thing. I just have, I felt like she was going to move in. I thought uh, she was like scoping yeah, it out, like yeah, I could yeah. live here. Yeah, she even, she even did the slide thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like oh, yeah, okay, I could get this sand out of here and yeah. make this a place to live. What more? I mean, like I realized that this is the end of the saga, so I don't know if they're mm -hmm. going to revisit this storyline in any other formats, but. I love the idea of her kind of starting over mm -hmm. on Tatooine, wherever that would go. Yeah, that would be pretty pretty cool. I think that's fine. Mm -hmm. you know, but I guess the moral of the story for me would be like what you were saying. You know, it's like in the end, it's like you are who you are. Mm -hmm. you know, she's made choices that 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 you know made her more a Skywalker than a Palpatine, and that's who she is, which mm -hmm. is I think. A, that's good. So to end this off, um, we're gonna give like a little, little rating towards the film. Um, I personally, I would give this film a seven out of ten. It does have its issues, but overall, it didn't dampen the experience too much. Dampen the experience for me. Mm. Uh, I still had fun with it, and again, if if fun is the biggest checkmark in Star Wars, it made it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Seven out of ten. What about you, Ann? Um, You know, it's a tough one. I, 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 I think that 
if I try to go back to like, okay, I, I, what, how did I feel when I walked out of the movie the first time I saw it, my gut reaction. Mm-hmm. And based on that, I would go as high as an eight, eight and a half. Like, mm-hmm. I had a really good time. There's a coworker of mine who put it really, really well for like kind of crystallized for me what I felt. And he said, I said, what'd you think of the movie? He said, he said, had a big dumb smile on my face the whole time. But there were some things I would have done differently. Mm-hmm. And I would say that that's exactly how I felt. Like, I had fun during that movie. I did not have a bad time watching it. But there were moments where I was like, yeah, I would have done that differently. But in the end, uh, I again, I felt much more like, you know, for, for certain, I would say that in, in terms of the, 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 the sequel trilogy, I would say it's Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Force Awakens was, I loved it. I don't really have not any real complaints about it. Um, and I think Rise of Skywalker was not as good as Force Awakens in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put it like, you know, right down there below that, at, you know, eight, eight out of 10. Um, just because I just, I just remember walking out of the movie feeling like I, I had, a, I saw a fun Star Wars movie that I, I, I could, you know, my, my gauge for that is usually because I always see these movies with all my kids. Mm-hmm. Is how did we all collectively feel after? And for the most part, the energy afterwards that, you know, in, in breaking it down and talking and, then, mm-hmm. and the energy that you can't really, you know, it's just like it's there, it's either there or it's not. And it was there, like, mm-hmm. and it was exciting. And people, we were excited. And it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, oh, yeah. So eight out of 10, maybe eight and a half if I'm feeling generous and nostalgic. And my, my the part of me as a Star Wars fan that can excuse <laughs> obvious flaws in the way things are done. Would give it an eight and a half, probably. Mm. Yeah. All righty. All right. Yeah, it was fun talking about this movie. And uh, and uh, next time we'll be uh, back here and we'll kind of be looking at uh, the thing that's kind of a little scary but a little bit exciting as well is the future of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Basically, with the end of the Skywalker saga being done, now what? <laughs> There's a lot to talk about there already. Mm-hmm. So that will be for next time. And uh, thanks for thanks for listening. And uh, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our uh, channels. Please like us on Facebook and uh, follow us on Twitter. And we also have an Instagram page where we occasionally uh, put up photos. So um, and plus we also really like feedback. Um, there are other things that you want to see. Um, things that you want us to talk about uh we're all we're all ears so and we seriously have a fun time doing this 100 percent. all righty well until then we will see you all next time take care force be with you great shot kid that was one in a million